Sometimes a change of perspective is all it takes to see the light. Dan Brown. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. You may notice we sound a little bit different this time around. That's because this is our first episode in our brand new studio. With brand new equipment. So we're trying to make it sound as similar as we can to the last system, but everything has changed. Down to the XLR cables. But that doesn't mean any of the content that we'll be bringing you will be any different. We are bringing you brand new content starting now. This series, we're going to be giving an inside look into what it's like to work with professional editors. For a little perspective, I am Lee's editor and Lee is my editor. So we recorded this episode in May before our book releases and while we were in the process of editing. That also means these episodes will contain a lot of spoilers. And when we say a lot, we mean a lot of spoilers. We're going to be talking about all aspects of the books. So if you haven't picked up our books yet, we will have them linked on our Writing Roots site as soon as they go on presale. Check them out and read them if you're concerned about spoilers. If you wanted to read them with an insider perspective, you can always listen to these episodes first. So how are these episodes going to go? We'll start off next episode with me talking about a specific aspect of Lee's book or a couple specific aspects. We want to focus in on common problems that we see in each other's work and talk about how to resolve those problems so that you can take that and apply it to your own work. And also to help you know what it's like to work with an editor because you should be working with them. So one of the things that we did prior to giving each other manuscripts is we said, these are some things I would like you to keep an eye out for. These things are a great thing to keep in mind when you're starting a relationship with an editor, or if it's the beginning of this particular project, you're starting fresh there, your editor will appreciate every element of communication you can give them. And you will appreciate it in return if you have that kind of relationship. So one of the things that I asked Lee to help me with, with Katie Ratio, book two of the Gamer Files, was word count. I needed help cutting the word count. I knew I had a lot of unnecessary scenes, but I couldn't quite pin down which ones could be removed or how they could be trimmed or changed. And I was about 10,000 words over the previous book if not 13,000 words over the word count of the previous book. It was a a lot much. (laughs) I stand by that phrase. (laughs) So if this is an issue you found yourself having, next episode we're going to be talking about those and how to approach cutting scenes and combining scenes and condensing scenes in order to make sure your word count matches the first book in your series. And you don't need it to match perfectly, obviously, but you don't want to have one book that's 70,000 words and another that's 90,000 words. I want to say the first Harry Potter was like 80, and then by Order of the Phoenix, it was like 140 or something. It was a dramatic difference. Those books started out as a children's book 
with book one, so a smaller word count made sense because it was the middle grade. And then by the end of the series, it was solidly YA content. So it kind of made sense that they grew as the characters grew. So one of the things I asked Lee to look out for is this series that's coming out is all fantasy, which is not something I've published before. I have written an all swords, no sorcery kind of thing, but I have a very difficult time writing in the fantasy style. So that was one of the things I asked Lee to keep an eye out for. How can I make this feel more fantasy and less action style? I also have never written a magic system before, so that was an experiment for me, and I wanted to make sure Lee, with her expert eye of reading lots of and understanding lots of magic systems, can make sure that I get the green light on the system before it gets published. So I will actually be talking about that in our second to last episode this month. So let's get into our overall thoughts about the books. So from here on out, there will be lots of spoilers. We are talking today mostly about little notes that we wanted to make sure that each other knew, but didn't fit in an episode topic in and of itself. Didn't fit in on its own or didn't fit a subcategory of one of the things we are already going to be discussing. So, Lee, what were your overall thoughts on my book, Katie Ratio? I liked a lot of especially the nerddom. I think you've got your finger on the pulse as far as that whole culture. And this book beautifully reflects that. Not just Marvel or just D&D or just esports, but all of these bits of pieces that make nerd culture so wonderful. You have a great eye on that and a great way to communicate that in your story without forcing it down the reader's throats. I did notice as I was going through that you're a pantser and sometimes it comes across. What? No. I saw that in you implying a point without overtly stating it at any point. So at the moments where she feels like She's the other woman in Logan's relationship with some stranger elsewhere. None of that is ever explicitly stated. Making sure that you know when to imply something and when to expressly state it is such a hard thing to do, especially as a pantser, because you're still figuring it out half the time. Yeah, that's a big problem for me. One of my favorite things about your writing style is the action. There's rarely a dull moment in your story because you're so focused on let's get to the next piece of action, which is kind of a double-edged sword. But I could also tell that you're an action author. This was one of your first adventures into fantasy, right? Sort of. I did an All Swords, No Sorcery that's technically in the fantasy genre, but there's no magic involved. So overall, it was definitely written like an action novel, which I don't think is a bad thing necessarily. A little different, but not bad. However, it did come across that you were trying to use fantasy-like language. And this stems back to like mid-90s fantasy stuff where you had this like elevated language use 
And I feel like that's what you were trying to do. It's okay to simplify your language. You don't need to make it fantasy. So one of the notes that I had that didn't really fall into a category, but I wanted to make sure I conveyed this is this book that I edited, Katie Ratio, is the second book in the series. And I feel like in the first one, we did a lot more guessing of who done it. And in the second one, there's a lot more anticipation of what could happen next, but it's not as much in the whodunit category. Even though she is doing a lot more investigating, which I really enjoy, it would be helpful at the beginning of every other chapter. Okay, now I think it's Eugene. You implied that a couple of times, but we didn't end up getting that. So my other note ties into some of my very first note about the action pacing. Sometimes you get through things too fast. This is a very plot-driven story, but one of the things that I felt was lacking was a real connection to the characters when the action started. You don't need that, but the first scene, he kind of briefly explains how he met Alana and then jumps into the action. And part of me thinks that it would be better to fill that information in later. Just get to the action. And then when he's thinking back about how he's only known her for a couple of days, talk about her test, talk about those aspects that you bring up in the beginning, because that first little bit almost feels awkward in placement. Like you're trying to rush this information out so you can get to the action. What? I don't want to just get to the next fight scene. That I would never... Yeah, no, just like I would never, you know, (laughs) coerce romance into a murder mystery. Hey, you set it up. (laughs) I was talking about yours in that one. Yeah, but it's a cozy mystery. That's the point is a romance in murder mystery. So the last thing I wanted to point out real quick is your red flag work. This is one of these things that it's very hard to tell without an extra set of eyes what your own red flag words are. But in this story, at least, your red flag word was and. A fair amount of my editing for you as far as changing sentence structure came in. This is two sentences. Delete the and period capital. Speaking of red flag words, your red flag word was now. Yeah. More on that in two episodes. I attempted a lot of new things for me in this particular book, and some of them worked and some of them didn't. I kind of feel like the first person omniscient didn't, but that's what I have you for. Finger guns. Finger guns. Yeah, I really worked to help clean up the omniscient. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode. I'll talk more about that in two episodes. Lee is going to be talking to me next episode about structural changes. So stay tuned. We got a lot coming up. And until we see you next, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 